This is Eleni Fitzgerald, Child Whisperer, Personal Life Coach and Transformation. I was inspired many years ago working in children's services for over 20 years. I would deal with parents on a day-to-day -day basis, obviously uh, in childcare. I was responsible for many children and whenever we had issues, uh, developmental goals that we wanted to achieve with children, when we had behaviour problems, uh, we always had to come up with strategies to overcome certain scenarios in a workplace centre, in the childcare centre. And it was very important that when you find out strategies that work and you're working alongside parents with various situations, whether the child is toilet training or if parents are dealing with sleep time routines and various situations while the child is growing, Often um, many conversations would take place and so you naturally become, I guess, someone who a parent trusts in and when you come up with suggestions, you naturally suggest whatever strategy you can put in place for them. You, you naturally just out of conversation ask parents to try something new. So I would uh, suggest how about you try doing this um, tonight when you go home and let me know how you go in the morning. And if that worked or didn't work, um, you know, what other things they could try to achieve a certain goal that they wanted to achieve. And even parents that are related to me, cousins, um, friends that are parents, uh, normal. it was very normal for them to ask me in a social environment as we're talking, catching up, to ask me about a, a scenario and how to, how to do something with their children, how to break through a pattern or how to help their children eat better or sleep better or there's always many conversations. Now, whenever I had these conversations with particular, particularly mums, I often would hear them say something like, I'm not a good, I'm not good, I'm not a good mum or I'm not good enough or yeah, you know, it's probably my fault because a child's having a tantrum and, you know, I'm probably doing something wrong. And this always used to intrigue me because when we've done so much study in the field of childcare, we've done our certificate and our, our diploma, our advanced diploma if you pursue it, or bachelor and so forth, 
we learn so much stuff about development and behavior and why children do the things that they do. So let's say, for example, a child is having a scenario where they're playing with something and they're throwing a, a bucket of pencils on the ground. Often parents would assume that they are doing something like that on purpose to get their attention um, or there is something wrong with them as a parent as to why they're behaving a certain way. Now, I wanted to help them through that situation because it wasn't actually anything to do with a parent. Uh, what I wanted to bring awareness to parents about was a child is, let's say a toddler, I had a scenario with a young boy called Harry. Uh, I remember he was a toddler in two-year-old room and he would go over to uh, this ledge where we had a bucket of a little container full of pencils and pens, uh, pencils, sorry, for children, and he would go and he would tap it and it would fall on the ground. And I was studying at the time and I remember one of my teachers who would come on site and um, go through my studies, focus on certain areas of my studies and um, my teacher said, "Who would? what would you like to focus on today? What's something that's coming up for you in the room that you would like to um, ask me about? And I said, well, I'm really triggered by Harry. Harry um, seems to be going over to this container and he taps this container and falls to the ground. It falls to the ground and the pencils go everywhere. And he's doing that all the time. And I'm getting frustrated because I don't understand why he keeps doing this and what I am doing wrong as an educator uh, where Harry is, is he doing that on purpose to get my attention? Um, I'm finding that I'm getting upset about it. Uh, however, I want to be able to approach a situation in the best way possible as an educator. And my teacher at the time, she was amazing. She said, well, why don't we look at it from another perspective? Harry is actually bored. Let's just say Harry is going over there and tapping. No, he's not bored. Let's look at it from another perspective. Harry is going over to this container and when he, when he taps it, it falls to the ground. So it's just, it's just, a cause and effect it's a motion so he's tapping it it's falling to the ground it's making a noise and all the pencils are going everywhere and it's just the movement and the motion of what's going on with this container now at the end of it you're he's making his educators uh, giving it, getting attention from it because they're going, oh, Harry, what have you done that for? Um, but the, rep the repetition of it is not just the attention. It's just what's occurring every time he's tapping that and this container's falling to the ground. The noise it's making, 
the fact that when he taps it, it falls to the ground and the pencils come out of it. And he's giggling at this scenario because he finds it entertaining that and quite interesting. So it's not necessarily a personal thing to an educator. Now, I found this information intriguing because I never looked at it from that perspective. I never looked at the fact that Harry was just developing. He was doing something with um, this prop and he was learning with it. He was learning how it falls to the ground and it makes a noise, pencils come out of it. Often he would go and he would actually put some of the pencils back in there or not. But every time he'd see that container up on the ledge, he'd go in, he'd do the same thing. So now another thing that I was able to um, observe and talk about when looking at this scenario regarding Harry with my teacher was, okay, a lot of the children were a lot younger than him in the room. He was one of the oldest. He was due to move up into the next room um, soon and he felt he was missing a little bit of attention. So I decided to create a little project with him, one-on-one -on -one project scenario for my studies as well where I would... Um, I paid attention to Harry and the interest in him wanting to do this thing with the basket. So I asked Harry if he would like to do some drawings with the text, with the pencils that were inside the basket and I created a one-on-one -on -one, um, activity with him where he focused primarily on using this basket basket with a con or container so I'd go and I'd get it I'd give it to Harry I'd get Harry to bring it over to the table and I created a little project with him where we made a picture together or he I got him to make the picture but I made it as a special little time with him and uh, he was able to show me a picture that he made and then we also uh, decided to do some pasting along with it and I extended that going down the track with his portfolio and his observations. Now, funny enough, after I did this a couple of times, Harry stopped that behaviour of going and pushing that container off the ledge. So um, it was amazing way to learn about firstly uh, what Harry was getting out of the development of pushing this container um, diffusing my frustration you know and the uh, I guess story I was making up that the child was doing something to make me feel upset or deliberately and actually diverting the attention to what he was getting out of tapping this container, the development side to it, and should he be bored 
if he was bored, if he was trying to get my attention, what was he needing from me? And then when I decided to implement a strategy which was giving him some one-on-one time, it helped Harry to overcome this, I suppose, small situation that he was repetitively um, doing at the time to feeling fulfilled that he was getting attention and he was getting some quality one-on-one time which he was lacking and uh, sometimes you can also look at the dynamics of the family Uh, he was the youngest he was he had other children in the family so maybe it was a busy time in the family and you know there's no judgment or blame but sometimes mums and dads get busy with other children Maybe he was um, treated like the baby of the family and therefore um, not neglected in a negative way, just possibly not spending that much time with mum or dad. So I think this is a really great lesson um, in learn. It's a great lesson for parents to learn about feeling guilty and blaming themselves or thinking that children are doing things deliberately to make them upset or to be mischievous or get their attention and then to have a look at if they are trying to get your attention why is that so and what you could do to fulfill that for that child rather than think that it's a personal attack on parenting because there is nothing wrong with a person's parenting techniques. There is nothing wrong with a parent personally. The only thing that a parent needs to know is why is my child doing this? What are they trying to communicate with me? And what do they need? How can I fulfill that need or that that what they are trying to communicate with with me? So, for example, let's say you know your child is having a tantrum um, and they're pushing things over and making a mess and rebelling towards you. Why are they doing that? Now, it's got nothing to do personally with you as a parent. They're not deliberately doing it and it's got nothing to do with your self-worth and that's what I'm trying to point out today. It's got nothing to do with you personally as a person. You're not a bad parent. You're not doing something wrong as a parent. It's not your fault. A child is just basically doing something because they're just lacking something, needing something. And if you can um, figure out a way to fulfill that, you'll find that you can diffuse those moments of tantrums um, and forms of expression. That That's all it is. Um, so I invite you to have a think today 
about what is it that the child is doing? What are they getting out of it? Are they throwing um, a plate of food down on the ground from their high chair because it's a cause and effect? I drop the food. I drop the bowl. The bowl goes down, makes a noise, and the food comes out of it. It's just a motion. It's actually developing so many things in that moment as frustrating as it might feel for a parent they are just doing a developmental little action and it's a cause and effect they're throwing something on the ground it's going and landing on the ground it's a motion gravity is pulling it down it's making a noise and they are observing and when you put it back, let's say you put a cup back on, you'll often notice that the child will do it again. Again, it's not to, um, it's not to get on your nerves or to push your buttons. They are just looking at what happens when it falls down. And when we make a reaction to it, like oh, oh no, or oh my goodness, it fell down. It's the reaction of what happened with that cup. Or the bowl it's not actually they're not doing it to deliberately to get on your nerves or to push your buttons so I wanted to share that information today because often um, guilt trips or feeling a sense of self um, worthlessness um, is often for no reason so there's no reason for a parent to feel like there's something wrong with them when a child is just doing something for a pretty legitimate reason. And rather than going and thinking negatively, how can you think about this in a different, from a different perspective and understand what the child is actually doing? So I hope this gives you some amazing feedback as to how amazing you are as a parent and learning uh, what a child is doing in the moment when they are exploring with various objects um, and why they are possibly doing certain things that you think are pushing your buttons, looking at it from a different perspective. For example, if they are throwing something um, and they are trying to get your attention, are they look, doing a motion that is a cause and effect or listening to the sound of an object falling down or are they actually get, getting your attention and do they need half an hour with you to feel uh, fulfilled and maybe that will make a difference in your day with them. So giving them an hour of your time where off the phone you're not speaking to other people you're not watching television you're not doing your work and just giving some one-on-one -on -one time doing something that the children love uh, and then um, filling up their cup for a moment gives you so much time to go and do things that you need to do and children feel a lot more calm and at ease and that they're needs are being met and also if they are doing certain things with various objects 
that you're actually exploring that, spending that time and transforming that situation into a learning developmental moment um, for that child um, and or an activity which will, will again give them what they need to not feel that they are possibly neglected by you or not getting attention from you and that will transform your day and diffuse some of these tantrums. If you would like any more information about various situations that happen with your child at home uh, in your daily routine and you'd like some more advice and support as to how to transform any situation you're going through, please connect with me uh, in my Facebook page, Eleni Fitzgerald Child Whisperer. And you can also private message me and I would be more than happy to give you a call, arrange a strategy call and help you with any situation that's going on regarding you and your children. Hope you have a lovely day and that you can create more calm and peace in your family home as a parent with your children.